Bainey, what part of the body does a nephrologist study, even in adults? It would be the kidneys. Correct. Ken, in Greek mythology, which of the nine muses was over the domain of dance? Uh, Terpsichore. That's correct. Sarah, what retired player is the highest scoring player in all of NHL history? Wayne Gretzky. Correct. Ian, if a decimal system uses base 10, what base does a hexadecimal system use? Um, 16. Oh, that's correct. Bainey, which English monarch was the last ruler of the Stuart House? Stuart House. You know, the Tudors. I'll go George III. Uh, Queen Anne. Ken, what collective of lions shares its name with one of the seven deadly sins? Pride. Correct. Sarah, on a scale of one to ten, how would Friedrich Mose rate the hardness of gypsum? One. Sorry, it's two. Ian, who wrote Prodigal Summer, The Poisonwood Bible, and co-wrote the nonfiction work Animal Vegetable Miracle? No clue. Uh, Barbara Kingsolver. Bainey, spending 19 weeks there, what 2019 song has the record for the longest run at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 chart? Is it Blinding Lights? Um, sorry, that's Old Town Road. Oh, Ken. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would Friedrich Mose rate the hardness of fluorite? 4. That's correct. Sarah, dying in Cincinnati in 1914, the last passenger pigeon was named for which first lady who died much earlier and due to the era probably couldn't even own her own pigeons? Martha Washington? That's correct. Ian, what children's series from Australia follows a dog and her family, the healers, as they learn and teach lessons in life, parenting, and tactical wheeze? Bluey? Bluey's correct. Bainey, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would Friedrich Mose rate the hardness of corundum? So many of these. Uh, I'll go 6. Uh, it's 9. Oh. Ken, who is the only non-human so far credited with a song in the National Recording Registry kept by the Library of Congress? The Rover Curiosity. Uh, sorry, that's Kermit the Frog. Sarah, in a traditional boba tea, what are the boba made from? Tapioca. That's correct. Ian, what African country has its capital at Ouagadougou? Uh, Burkina Faso. That's correct. Bainey, Clyde is the name of the controller-shaped mascot of what communications app? It'll be Discord. Correct. Ken, what is the only mineral that appears by name on both the most hardness scale and in the subtitle of a Pokemon game? Uh, Diamond. Diamond is correct. Sarah, what comedian and Dimension 20 game master wrote the online comic Strong Female Protagonist? Oh, I have no idea. Pass. Uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan. And Ian, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would Friedrich Mose rate the hardness of quartz? Um, 9. Sorry, that's 7. And at the end of the hot seat round, Bainey has 200, Ken has 400, Sarah has 300, and Ian has 300. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia. First was the hot seat round. Each player received five questions worth 100 points each. Next, teams will be randomized with their hot seat scores combined and 1,000 points added to each team. Teams will receive up to four sets of three questions. Each team will answer the same questions and wager 100, 200, or 300 points on their confidence. They will gain or lose their wager based on whether they get it right or not. 
They will also bet those same values on how difficult they think it will be for their opponents. If their opponent gets it correct, they lose their wager. But if their opponent gets it wrong, they will win their bet. After four sets of questions or when a team runs out of points, the first round will end with the team with fewer points being eliminated. At this point, the friends become the enemies. The remaining team will divide whatever points they have left and play again against each other with the same rules. In this round, locking in an answer will trigger a 30 second timer for the other player to register their answer. After four sets of questions or when a player runs out of points, we will crown this week's Frenemy Champion. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia, where friends quickly become enemies. I'm your host, Brittany Shaw, and joining me is my co-host and best frenemy, Tim Dipple. Tim, how you doing and what you drinking? Brittany, I'm doing good tonight. Uh, my wife is actually out of town, so it's just me and the kid. Uh, so getting some recording in, getting some editing done. And tonight I am drinking from uh what's the name of this brewery it's down in florida it is the i10 ipa by uh intuition ale works it's good camp hop 10 that's very good well practiced but i am excited to get some trivia going so let's Me meet too. our players uh yeah let's jump into meeting today's players you heard them in the hot seat first in Charleston, South Carolina, it's Bainey. Bainey, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? That is a wonderful question. Hi, everyone. Yeah, uh, tonight I'm doing very well. I'm excited to play this. Uh, tonight I am drinking from Virginia and North Carolina, Bold Rock Hard Cider, their IPA dry hopped cider. Hmm. That's their IPA. amazing. It is wonderful. Uh, my future brother-in-law actually used to work for a bold rock brewery and the ipa it stands for indian pressed apple so it's it still has hops in it and everything but it's very good it's in a bottle so i'll try to do my best for a opening here not the best i think you did good that's all right it sounded good this is actually my favorite cider right now so i would say i would consider my best frenemy that is a excellent question i wasn't (laughs) expecting that (laughs) Oh, gosh. I try to not have too many enemies in my life. I try to keep it simple as much as possible. But if I had to choose one, I would say rent my apartment. Oh, I thought you meant the musical. And I was like, I mean, hot take, but. No, 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 no. Jonathan Larson's fine. He's good. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's definitely one of, the more, one of the more creative ones we've had. We've had people declare their cats as their frenemies before. And that's always really fun because it's just kind of true. Uh, By people, she means her. No, it wasn't me, actually. Um, But, uh, well, it's great to hear from you. Uh, Next up in Hope Mills, North Carolina, it's Ken. Ken, how are you doing? What are you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? I'm doing really well. I'm excited to be here. Very um, very excited. Anytime I get to play trivia, I am drinking a rather warm. Let me take the pop up, pop the top off here. Oh, no. Um, that was a Diet Coke right there. Okay. So, yeah, we're popping the top off of that can't, uh, cup there. Um, and my frenemy, my 
I guess Elon Musk would be my frenemy right now. Because, you know, he's doing great things for space exploration, but for human exploration, not so much. And um, so he's he's on my hate him, love him list <laughs> right now. So there you go. You know, I do have to say, I think that's my favorite pop on the show ever. was <laughs> that Diet Coke pop right there. Uh, so that's amazing. Next up, from Redlands, California, let's talk to Sarah. Sarah, how are you doing what are you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? Oh, God. Hi. I am I am doing well. Um, Very good. Sorry. I'm like, oh, God, I have to talk about myself. Not that I didn't see this coming for like the last three minutes. Um, I am currently drinking, what am I drinking? A Lagunitas Daytime Crisp Session IPA that uh, my friend Rocio left at my house when she visited me over Mother's Day weekend. Um, I'll say it's in my... Yellowhammer Fund Abortion Forever Koozie to support reproductive freedom. It's my favorite koozie. Ooh, that's nice. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, I've been staring one. at this thing the whole the whole hot seat round. Um, my friend of me, okay. I got a good I got an answer. Is that one of my coworkers, he's his name is Mateo. We're faculty in a physics department. He is amazing, and I like him 99% of the time, except we just went through a faculty hiring cycle. And every time we, he, he would, like, introduce himself to candidates, he would say, as the youngest faculty member here, not the newest, but the youngest, like, yes, I get it. You were in your early 30s, and the rest of us are old. Um, <laughs> but you're on my shit list for that. <laughs> well, Mateo, watch out. Um, and... Last but certainly not least, we go to Moncton, Vermont to meet Ian. Ian, how are you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? I am doing pretty well. I'm just starting a three-day weekend. Um, uh, what I am drinking is the Mad River Distillers Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's see if I can get the pop of this bottle right. Ooh. That was a wonderful pop. Excellent. This uh, came through. And my uh, frenemy, I would say, is my own attention span. Oh, the true bane of us all. Uh, well, no one asked me, and that's okay. I'll get to what I'm drinking later. I'm doing great, and that's the important thing. Uh, but people are going to be sick of hearing from me by the end of this. So let's jump into the round, shall we? Um, going into our team-up round... Today's matchup is going to be Bainey and Sarah taking on Ken and Ian. Tim, why don't you tell us what our scores are going into the first round? Sure thing. Our scores heading into the first round, Bainey and Sarah are going to start with 1,500. Ken and Ian are going to start with 1,700. We've combined your scores. We've added 1,000 points uh, just to give you a little bit of buffer. And those are our scores, so let's get started. All right. I can't start saying all right every time that we transition. People won't know it's me hosting. Uh, so we're going to mo be moving yeah. right along because we're shouting out Chris. Uh, so the categories for section one are out on the ledger, our film question, a standing in a row in science, and Brittany Shatnerizes a hit in music. Let's go ahead and get those wagers in. I've sent the categories in Facebook chat for you guys. Perfect. Appreciate it. Tim, you're like weirdly better at co-hosting than I am. I said, okay, we're locked in. All right. We got it. Yeah. Okay. I was making sure I had formatted it correctly, but we are also locked in. Okay. All right. Wagers are locked in. Then here we go. 
In Out on the Ledger, our film question, Annie Prue wrote what book on which Ang Lee based a film of the same name in 2005? The story focuses on Innocent Jack, who, despite being married, carry on a mostly secret affair for 20 years in the American West. Can I ask you to repeat that? I just want to be sure of something. Sure. Annie Prue wrote what book on which Ang Lee based a film of the same name in 2005? The story focuses on Innes and Jack, who, despite being married, carry on a mostly secret affair for 20 years in the American West. All right, we're locked in. Okay, Ian and Ken are locked in. Sarah and Mike. Okay, I, I think we're very close to locking in. We're, we're right on their tails. I yes, The reason right. I asked for a clarifying question, um, I went in, I was thinking it was Brokeback Mountain, especially with uh, the Heath Ledger priming there um, in the category title. But I, I didn't remember if it was like a short story from a longer book or the name of the book itself, which is why I wanted to like go back and forth about it. Mm-hmm. And I've actually never seen this film, but after the secret affair, type thing i actually forgot that heath ledger was in this movie uh so i hear out on a ledger i'm thinking oh it's gonna be night's tale maybe it's gonna be the dark night how to lose a guy in 10 days something like that or no not how to, uh uh 10 things i hate about you i always mix those two up because i'm young and dumb and stupid but but yes we both went right away and locked in with brokeback mountain okay and before we hear from ian and ken um, I'm a heck and a fraud. And also speaking of being young and dumb, uh, I forgot to ask y'all one very important question. Mike and Sarah, what did you wager on yourselves for this round? Or this question? We wagered 300. Okay. And Ian and Ken, what did you wager on yourselves for this question? We wagered 200. Perfect. And go ahead and tell me what you locked in as your answer. Um. So... Saying it was a short story got me a little concerned, but I'm fairly certain the book was uh, the same as the movie, and we went with Broke Broke Back Mountain. Also locking in with Broke Back Mountain. What did you wager on Sarah and Bainey? Uh, We bet 200. And Bainey and Sarah, what did you wager on Ian and Ken? We also bet 200. Well... Both teams will be happy to know that this is indeed Brokeback Mountain. You all caught my clever ruse on Out on the Ledger. Uh, and yes, Annie Prue wrote what book? I believe the original uh, line was, I wish I could quit Prue, but I can't confirm that. So That's really good. Good job, Ian. After that question, Bainey and Sarah are going to pick up a net gain of 100 points and uh, jumped to 1600 Ken and Ian did pick up 200 on themselves but they also lost 200 because their opponents got it right so they stay put at 1700 well then I'm going to do this in the correct order this time Ian and Ken what did you wager on yourselves for a standing in a row in science That's 300 right yes 300 and Sarah and Bainey went with 200 Perfect. So your question in a standing in a row in science, what droop whose name comes from a Portuguese word meaning skull uses a water-based dispersal method relying on its natural buoyancy to spread throughout its native tropical climate? And yes, that does suggest that this fruit is in fact migratory. We're locked in. We are also locked in. Damn it. Okay. Well, 
Ian and Ken, you locked in first. So Mike or so Bainey and Sarah, that means we're going to hear from you first. All right. So what really helps is the suggestion that this fruit is in fact migratory because that is a Monty Python and the Holy Grail reference, which I caught right away because I think I just saw a, a bit about that as well. But and the reason they bring it up is because of the coconut shells used in the story to be the clip clopping of the horse's feet. And so right away it is a coconut is migratory and is able to do all those things. So we right away, I, I actually shouted in the chat if possible, I went coconut. (laughs) He did. Okay. Saying coconut Ian and Ken, what did you say? Oh, Ian, once again, came up with the right answer. Well, what I think is the right answer, which is coconut, um, which became immediately obvious the minute he said it. (laughs) Yeah, I learned that this was a droop, apparently, uh, but I got it from the the migratory clue. And Ken and Ian, what did you wager on Sarah and Bainey? We wagered 300. Bainey and Sarah? We wagered 100. Okay. Well, uh... I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. There they are standing in a row. They do in fact migrate. And this question is inspired by Skeleton Key Brewery's migratory (laughs) toasted coconut golden ale, which is why I said we'll get to what I'm drinking later. Ooh. That's a nice one. That was crisp. So this is a delicious beer. Uh, Skeleton Key Brewery is amazing. And I was staring at this beer and decided to write a question on it because inspiration comes from everywhere. And after our second question, once again, Bainey and Sarah are picking up 100 points. They're at 1,700. Ken and Ian once again pushed uh, 300 and 300. So we have a tie game. It is 1,700 to 1,700. So uh, question three to close out this section is Brittany Shatnerize as a hit, our music question. Bainey and Sarah, what did you wager on your own abilities here? Oh, 100. And Ken and Ian? 100. Well, here is your question. And if you're familiarized, familiarized, familiar? If you're familiar with the ruins a hit trope, this is my version where I Shatnerize some lyrics. So, name this song by a one-hit wonder that went platinum and hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1996. You lied to me cause she said she'd never turn on me you. Lied to me but you did but you do. You lied to me all these pains you said I'd never feel. You lied to me but I do. But I do, 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 here it is. I feel like I didn't have like three words and I just started laughing and couldn't even listen and pay attention. Okay, we're locked in. Okay. Uh, Ken and Ian are locked in. Bainey and Sarah, you can talk this one out. Can we though? Can we really? <laughs> we'll do our damned best. This is... There's a reason we put 100 on this. When you, when you should Shatnerize ahead, I just wrote in the chat, I'm terrible at songs by lyrics. And I, for some reason, when I read Britney Shatnerize is a hit, I thought you were talking about Britney Spears. And 
I don't know. Like, I, that's where my head went. So this was so good. Uh, <laughs> I really am lost at this. Like, because mm-hmm. I feel like this, this is right when I was, like, hitting middle school. So I feel like I'm just becoming aware of popular music and not just music my parents wanted me to listen to, um, which I like better than pop music still. Um, and you'll hate this because um, of your story that you gave. I was not born yet. Oh, goodness. Well, it took another year. Oh, Jesus. I'm trying to be like from all that, like, you know, old VH1's like best one hit wonders. Do I remember anything from this era? Uh, we, we, we thought about this. A, this was a bit right before like boy bands got big again with, you know, NSYNC, New Kids on the Block, Backstreet Boys. And then I remember there was one called 98 Degrees. No, they, they, I wouldn't consider them a one hit wonder. Now, like, I'm, we're not going to turn this into a 20 minute diatribe on what I think of 90s boy bands because there's probably a lot to unpack there. Um, okay. They're not quite a one hit wonder. They didn't reach the stratosphere like the other two, but they definitely had a number of hits. Okay. Um, plus, I'm sorry boy- to hit a nerve. <laughs> Oh, it's all, no, it's all good. I just, this is apparently a thing I know a lot about. Um, no, I also wrote a trivia round for friends doing the like boy bands times forgot. And a lot of them were kind of after, like everyone wanted the next sync or the next 98 degrees that this is not us answering the question in any way, shape or form. This is us. I believe the terms stalling. Well, yeah. unfortunately in the interest of time, I will need you to stop stalling and come up with something and i am a big fan of if you can't be right be funny so feel free oh. to take your shot um oh god i don't know N- now that you put the pressure on i'm like be funny tomorrow when i'm taking a shower in the morning i'll have a really good pun and that will be perfect for that uh, yeah i, I know this is wrong but i'm gonna go ahead and say ten buck three <laughs> <laughs> well i mean thanks for the yeah. assist do y'all want to go with yeah. ten buck three I'm fine with this. Let's go. Let's yeah. let's do it. Okay. Thanks, Ken. Thank you. All right, going with ten buck three uh, with an assist from Ken. Uh, speaking of Ken, what did you and Ian come up with? <laughs> we we <laughs> have no clue. I mean, <laughs> I was about to graduate from college, so I mean, this should be right around the time that I was really paying attention to music, but apparently, I was not. Um. So the best I've got is, hey, everybody, it's Wonderwall. <laughs> All right, going with Wonderwall. And what did you wager on Bainey and Sarah? Uh, we wagered 100. Okay, and Bainey and Sarah, what'd you wager? 300. We wagered 300. Okay. Uh, Tim, you want to take this one? Yeah, this was an instant for me as soon as I saw it. You lied to me because she said she'd never turn on me. You lied to me. This is a Return of the Mac. Oh! I hear it now. By Mr. Mark Morrison. Oh, dang it. So this was Return of the Mac, which is a room stumper. So Tim, what'd that do to our scores after that Uh, lovely rendition? So because of our great wagering system... Uh, here's what happened. Ken and Ian once again pushed their scores because they lost 100 on their ability, but they gained that 100 because Bainey and Sarah failed. Uh, and Bainey and Sarah wagered so well on this one that they got it wrong, but gained 200 points. 
Uh, so we have Bainey and Sarah with 1,900. Ken and Ian have 1,700 as we head to our second set of questions. And in that second set, we're dealing with categories of the original pyramid scheme in religion and mythology, only 666 calories, how appealing in food and drink, and your move, Dan Brown, in art. <laughs> <laughs> Get those wagers over to Tim. And uh, so um, my boyfriend who's been on this show and had to deal with categories similar to this told me afterward, he's like, do you ever watch the show Win Ben Stein's Money? And I was like, I was like, I mean, I did a little bit when it was on reruns on Game Show Network. He's like, your categories are like that. <laughs> I was like, I would take that as a compliment, which is what he meant it as, so... Um, but after that episode, we did add the, let's throw in what the actual category is because they only got the, they only got the puns. So fun fact about return of the Mac is, uh, when McDonald's like reopened after COVID, they used that as their uh, commercial uh, song. I forgot that they did that. Yeah. Yeah, interestingly, that song performed way better overseas than it did here. But yeah, Mark Morrison ended up being like the top R&B singer in the UK for like the 1990s. Okay, so we're locked in. Okay. So are we. We're good. Cool. So your question in the original pyramid scheme, a religion and mythology question. Ken and Ian, what did you wager on yourselves here? 300. Okay. And Bainey and Sarah? 200. Here's your question. You jackal-headed son of Osiris sounds like a wicked insult, but it's also a great way to describe which Egyptian god, not to be confused with his brother, Wepwawet. His godly duties include guiding souls to the underworld and weighing hearts against feathers in a really judgy way. We're locked. Right, Sarah and Bainey are locked, and so Ken and Ian, that means you can talk it out. Uh, Ken, you're on mute. But yeah, we're, we're, we're locked. We came up with some... Um, who did I come up with? Anubis. There we go. Yeah, I made myself a bunch of uh, Egyptian mythology flashcards um, and threw them into my deck, but I haven't had a chance to review them yet. They're still at the bottom of the deck pile. Um, but if I remember correctly, I'm, I'm agreeing with Ken. This is Anubis. Okay. Saying Anubis and Bainey and Sarah. Yeah. So right away, we both go, oh, we're pretty good with mythology. Let's go with it. Um, so we right away without even like thinking we just go, Oh yeah, it's Anubis, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, it helps, uh, as a, with me growing up, I still am a huge Rick Reardon fan who had all the Percy Jackson books. And then what helped out here is that he did a side series called the Cain Chronicles, which focused on Egyptian mythology. So they deal with set, Ra, Horus, everything like that. So right away we were go, okay, yes, it's Anubis. Yeah, okay. I wanted to be an archaeologist when I was growing up, so yeah. Well, tell me, what did you wager on Ken and Ian? We wagered 300. Yeah, we messed up. We uh, Ken and Ian, what did you give Bainey and Sarah? We bet 100. Okay. Uh, Tim, did you know this from Stargate or did you just know this? Everything that I know about mythology, <laughs> I learned from Stargate. <laughs> uh, well, both teams are correct. It is, in fact, Anubis. Whoop, whoop. 
Um, And yeah, I encourage you all to use you jackal-headed son of Osiris in your daily lives as an insult to people. Um, And tell me what they do when you say it. Uh, But Tim, what they do to our scores? Well, Brittany, after that question, Bainey and Sarah pick up uh, or lose 100 points due to wagering, while Ken and Ian pick up 200. We have a 1900 to 1800 game in favor of Ken and Ian. Let's find out what happens in question number two. In only 666 calories, how appealing our food and drink question. Bainey and Sarah, what'd you wager here? 300. And Ken and Ian? 100. Okay. What dessert that likely originated in Mexico features a sauce made from butter, brown sugar, lime juice, cinnamon, tequila blanco, and citronge or other orange liqueur to enhance the fruit involved, which is usually set on fire tableside? The dessert takes its name from the peeled, non-citrus fruit used, and while I can't confirm this part, I suspect the other part of its name comes from a from a game series produced by Blizzard Entertainment, which just released its fourth installment. We're locked. Okay. Sorry, that was Bainey who said that? Yes. Yep. Okay, <laughs> I thought so. Uh, Bainey and Sarah locked. Ken and Ian, you can talk this one out. Okay. So we're kicking back and forth the idea of Fra Diablo or something like that, because the reference to the 666 and the clue is Ian uh, sleuthed out. Um <clears throat> That was the best. That was the best we could come up with. The only other thing I thought about was baked Alaska, but that don't make no sense. Based on based on your category, it makes no sense. So that's why we came up with something Diablo, and the only thing I could remember was Fra F R A. So that's okay. our story, and we're sticking with it. All right, Fra Diablo, uh, and Bainey and Sarah, what'd you say? We might have made up a dessert. I was really, I was really all set to answer a question on deviled eggs and very confident in my ability to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Appealing with uh, yeah. 66 calories. Yeah. yeah I was thinking really devil's food cake, but all right. <laughs> yeah. So right away, I knew that the second half of it would be Diablo because I have been playing that fourth installment nonstop. It's a very good game. Um, um and, and then, then yeah. <laughs> I'm just laughing. I'm like pretty sure this is wrong, and I'm just thinking it's like it's funnier the more I think about it. So then we had to focus on the non-citrus fruit that can be peeled, and we went with bananas. Because I like it. I was like, yeah, bananas fosters a thing. That's a banana in liqueur and set on fire. And then we locked in, and then I immediately was like, shit, is it like plantains? Because they use a lot of plantains. I, I like that we didn't say that part out loud, but we thought the same thing. We were like, oh, it could be plantains. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn. I should have said something, right? I was like, eh, yeah. why not? Yeah, so we so went with Bananas, bananas Diablo. Diablo and Fra Diablo. Uh, and Bainey and Sarah, what did you wager on Ken and Ian? 100. And Ken and Ian, what did you wager on Sarah and Bainey? Yeah, we wagered 200. Okay. Well, so I got good news and bad news for you. The good news is, is you both figured out the Diablo part. Yay. The bad news is bananas aren't the only fruit you should peel before eating or, and plantains aren't either. Um, these are actually mangoes Diablo. Oh, that makes sense. It helps me that I've never heard of it. No. Yeah. So that's Uh, good. We all learned knowledge is power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it seems to be a uh, take 
on a dessert from Brazil called mangoes uh, flambe or flabana flabania maybe, but uh, it's a similar dessert in Brazil that uses white rum instead of tequila blanco. Okay. Uh, but the it tequila sounds delicious. Oh yeah, it absolutely looked delicious. And I learned about it when I was researching Bananas Foster and I was like, hey, that sounds cool. I would love to try it someday. Uh, but Tim, I think it's our first, well, it's not our first double miss, but it's the most recent one. Uh, what'd that do? <laughs> um, well, today I learned that mango is not a citrus. I would have uh, bet opposite of that. Um, Bainey and Sarah are going to lose 200 points here while Ken and Ian pick up 100. We have a 2,000 to 1,600 point point game with Bainey and Sarah trailing. Okay. Well, we still have one more question in this section, and it's in the category of your move, Dan Brown, which is an art question. Ken and Ian, what'd you wager on yourselves? I think 200, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes. And Bainey and Sarah, what'd you wager? Or 100, by process of elimination. Well, there you go. So your question. An untitled photo by Adi Ness of 14 Israeli soldiers in a mess has been called a homoerotic challenge to Israeli machismo and due to its resemblance, shares its unofficial name with which Da Vinci mural found in Milan? Happy to, happy to lock. Yeah, we're locked. Okay, they're locked in. Ken and Ian, you can talk it out. Yeah, Ken was pretty certain about this one. So, you know, as soon as you said um, what, what, you know, wall art, hang on, let me get to the question. So um, unofficial name with which Da Vinci mural, um, you know, the Da Vinci mural, the only one that's of any repute is the Last Supper. So that kind of iced it right there for us. Um, we both typed in the Last Supper right away. And so we just went ahead and, and you guys locked up by about half a second on us. So good for you. <laughs> right. And uh, Bainey and Sarah, what'd you say? Yeah, we both went right away and typed at the same time, The Last Supper. It with When you hear Da Vinci Mural, that's what you think. And then it also helps 14 Israeli soldiers. You have also 14 people uh, in the original Last Supper of the 12 disciples, Jesus and Mary Magdalene. So it helps that the numbers match too. So we both, yeah, we both right away went, ah, oh, yeah, The Last Supper. Yeah, I just immediately looked up the photo so I could see the nice homoerotic art because that's right <laughs> up my alley. There you go. Uh, well, Bainey and Sarah, what'd you wager on yourself? Or what'd you wager on Ken and Ian? Because that's the part I'm supposed to ask you now. We wagered 200. Okay, and Ken and Ian, what'd you wager on Sarah and Bainey? Unfortunately, we wagered 300. Well, I didn't fool any of you. Um, this, in fact, was The Last Supper. And uh, interestingly, I believe the original Last Supper only has 13 people, but there was the the whole Dan Brown thing was like the there was Mary Magdalene in it at some oh, yeah. point. It was the waiter holding up the thing behind Jesus. There you go. <laughs> yes. Long movie. <laughs> Better movie. Better movie, yeah. That's how I prefer my alternate history. Tim, both teams got this right. Yeah, they did. Um, and both teams are going to lose 100 <laughs> while they do so. Uh, so coming out of Section 2, Bainey and Sarah have 1,500, while Ken and Ian lead with 1,900. Well, okay then. So let's talk about cat uh, about Section 3. Your categories are 
musical comedy in music, musical doctors in theater, and musical episodes in TV. I sent the feel. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, we're all set. And so are we. Y'all are just like locking in your wagers like at the same time every time. It's beautiful and I love it. Now I'm going to... Which we aim to please. Well, <laughs> I aim to remind you that the real frenemy of this episode is me. So uh, let's uh, let's hit the next section with question one, musical comedy, which is in music. Bainey and Sarah, what did you wager here? We wagered 300. Okay. And Ian, what did you and Ken wager? We wagered 200. Okay. Uh, so your question in musical comedy, our music question. Also shared by a fellow kid and a king of comedy, what first name is found with me and you in the title of a Garfunkel and Oates song? In the song, I could have wished a thousand wishes for him to disappear. Oh, hey, how's it going? We're locked in. Okay. Fanny and Sarah with the instant lock. Ian and Ken, you can talk this one out. Uh, I haven't even got the question yet. Yeah. Uh, wow. That was quick. Um, also shared by a film. Uh, I don't know. The, uh, that's Paul Simon that you got there, Ian. So that probably doesn't work. Um, oh, Garfunkel and Oates. I was thinking um, Simon and Garfunkel did me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, completely throw that out. Um. Yeah, so, um, fellow kid and king of comedy. Oh, um, hang on a second. I think I might be on to something. Let me reread the question here. Okay. Okay, so there is a meme. I don't know what um, show or movie it's from, but there's a meme with Steve Buscemi where he's dressed up in like a t-shirt and he's got a hat on backwards or something like that. And he's supposed to be dressed up like a kid. And the, the caption is something along the lines of um, how's it going fellow kids or something like that. It's just really, it, you know, anachronistic and just so goes against itself. Steve is the answer I, you're suggesting. Yeah, because okay. So Garfunkel and Oates do a lot of rather, um, not risque, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, sort of anti-religion songs. Um, they're not real big on, on uh, organized religion. So there's also a fairly um, old um, phrase of uh, homophobes that's, uh, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Oh, okay. So, so if I could have wished a thousand wishes for him to disappear, I'm thinking that it's Steve. All right, let's go with Steve. It's bigger than anything I've got. Okay, locking in Steve. Bainey and Sarah, you locked in instantaneously. What you? What was your thoughts? It, it wasn't Bainey and Sarah, it was Bainey. It was all him. <laughs> I, I, I am a fan of Garfunkel and Oates. They are very funny duo. And I knew right away of, yeah, when I hear fellow kid, how do you uh, do fellow kids? Yes, that's Steve Buscemi. And going from that, the king of comedy, I'm assuming, is Steve Martin. Um, so it would be me, you, and Steve. But yes, it's, it's fine. 
that it's finally me and you and you and me, just us and your friend Steve. Oh, I thought it was Steve Harvey. It's a Steve either way. It's a Steve either way, but that's fine. But yes, this is Steve in the song. Okay. And what did you wager on Ken and Ian? We wagered 100. And Ken and Ian, what did you wager on Bainey and Sarah? Well, we wagered 300. Okay. Uh, Well, Sarah is correct that the king of comedy is Steve Harvey. That's on me. But you both picked up that a Steve Buscemi. Uh, I don't know if there is the connection with the old homophobic phrase you mentioned, but uh, Bainey's a thousand percent on point with that. It's just me and you and you and us and your friend Steve. Did it do do Steve? Um, <laughs> and then uh, I think at one line it's like, oh wait, just leave. Um, so Steve is your correct answer. Tim, what that do to our points? Bainey and Sarah pick up 200 points there, uh, while Ken and Ian lose 100. We have a much closer game with with Ken and Ian leading 1,800 to 1,700. Okay. Then let's take it to Musical Doctors, which is our theater question. Ken and Ian, what'd you wager for yourselves? 300. And Bainey and Sarah? 100. Cool. Uh, what TV and film actor made his stage debut as Mark Cohen in the 1997 national tour of Rent? After several other roles, he went on to originate the role of Hedwig on Broadway when Hedwig and the Angry Inch debuted, for which he won a Tony. He has also suitably written a series called The Magic Misfits and a Choose Your Own Biography. Yeah, we're locked in. Okay. Uh, Ian and Ken are locked in. Bainey and um, Sarah, you can talk we just We just didn't type locked in in the chat. Yeah, um, <laughs> I had one thing to say. Ah, <laughs> musical it. doctor. I was expecting. I love Rocky Horror Picture Show, so I was like, maybe that's where it's going. Um, <laughs> no, but we. I at first I was like Adam Pascal. Then I was like, no, she said national tour of Rent. I was one of those weird Rent head kids in high, <laughs> high school. Um, yeah. So, but then you said I. I love Broadway. I don't know why I talked us only into betting one hundred on this. I went with with Bainey's confidence level on TV. Um, because there's theater, it's like one of these things, what I know, I know really well, but what I don't, I have no clue. Um, but yeah, we, I didn't even read Musical Doctor like the other type of doctor, portraying it in a non-musical sense. Um, but yeah, Hedwig was originated, NPH form of, you know, with Neil Patrick Harris was got very, pretty famous during his run, run of that. And he loves magic and was president of the Magic Castle for a while. And so we pretty quickly both typed in uh, Neil Patrick Harris. I remember a few years ago, my daughter went up to Manhattan, Tim, um, went up to Manhattan. She got to touch Neil Patrick Harris after Hedwig and the Angry Inch. and She's seen it on Broadway. So I, I, that's why I remembered him. That's the only connection I would have gotten. Well, it sounds like your wife is definitely cooler than you, Tim. I so, mean, who isn't? <laughs> um, but Ian, what did you and Ken wager on Bainey and Sarah? Oh, we wagered uh, 100. And Bainey, what did you wager, or what did you and Sarah wager on Ken and Ian? 200. We wagered 200. Uh, they didn't uh, give their answer. Just letting you know. Oh. Oh, yeah. Right, so, they didn't. Why yeah. don't you officially give me your answer? I think so it was to, in the story, but. <laughs> sorry, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, to officially give the answer, both of us were zeroed in on Neil Patrick Harris. And um, side note, I've actually seen John Cameron Mitchell um he came to Burlington here uh, and did sort of a um, 
a retrospective on Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and it was absolutely phenomenal. He went into the making of the the show and the film and everything else like that. And there were songs and it was excellent. Well, um, so you both officially gave me your answers. Thank you for keeping me on track with that, Bainey. Uh, you both gave me your wagers on each other and you both locked in pretty quickly. The doctor in question is Doogie Hauser, MD. When I believe that was his first TV role or at least his first big one. Uh, uh, the series, the magic misfits is about like a tailor of suits. So the word suitably, you know, with the, uh, it's a reference to Bernie Stinson. And uh, he did write a choose your own biography, which is like a choose your own adventure about, you know, your own life. Uh, this is in fact, Neil Patrick Harris. We could have also mentioned Dr. Horrible. Simon I was going to say this. Yeah. There, there's an actual series in which he plays a musical. I doctor. know. I've seen it and I love it. Oh, so I good. Just... Nathan Fillion. Oh, <laughs> so after that one, let's see. Uh, Bainey and Sarah are going to lose 100 points while Ken and Ian pick up 200 on that round. We head to question Whoa. number three with <laughs> Bainey and Sarah having 1,600 and Ken and Ian with 2,000. Score. Well, then let's talk about musical episodes in TV. Uh, Sarah, what did you and Bainey wager on your abilities here? I gotta go back up in the chat. 200. 200? Uh, Ken, what did you and Ian wager? Uh, going back to the chat as well, something it looks like 200. No, no, sorry. We wagered 100 on ourselves. Okay, 100 on yourselves. Oh, then here's your question. I think this line's mostly filler from the song Walk Through the Fire is from a special musical episode of what Supernatural TV series? Other songs include Rest in Peace, I've Got a Theory, I'm Under Your Spell, and Don's Ballet, which was composed by Christoph Beck. We got it locked. Oh. Okay. Ken and Ian are locked. Sarah and Bainey, you can talk it out. I don't like how fast they locked in, being that we gave them <laughs> 300 points on this one. Oh, uh, Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> no, you could just process of elimination. A smart listener will, you know. Oh, I'm sure they have. Only yeah. three options. Yeah. I mean, I we're in the middle of discussing. I... I haven't watched the show, but I know it's supernatural, and I know one of it's one of the earlier musical episodes, um, the Buffy and the Vampire Slayer one, wasn't it? I think one more time with feeling, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, this was one of the one supernatural shows that I have yet to watch and that I need to watch, but I know that they are they have a famous musical episode. So I agreed with you right away that we both locked in so with Buffy, Buffy the and the Vampire Slayer mm-hmm. and the, and the Buffy, the vampire and the, Buffy Buffy and Buffy and the, the that'd be a good girl band name. That's the off Broadway production. Of <laughs> yeah. We both typed in Buffy while the question was being read. So you know, yeah, it's like, all right. Okay. So just for the record, uh, can Ian, you're also locking in with Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Okay. Yep. I've never seen the show, but I know it has the musical episode just the same as Bainey. It, I've seen part of it. I had to not watch any more of that. <laughs> the Scrubs one is real. I haven't seen that one, but am I the only one who's seen this episode? I mean, I've seen it. Okay, okay. I've I've seriously been meaning to watch this show for years, but it other shows and movies just keep getting yeah, in the it's way. It's passed me by, and I'm like, yeah, it's so far in the the past. It just it's not mm-hmm. happening. Most of it holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, 
both teams are right. This is, in fact, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, also by the Whedon Brothers, which is why I wasn't super talking about Dr. Horrible on the last ah. question. And that's 100% okay. of why I stopped at Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. I didn't mention Joss Whedon. I didn't want to put that in their heads, but it wouldn't have made a difference. Well, Jed Whedon did most of the music for Dr. Horrible. So, um, and as far as I know, he's okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> so this one. is in fact Buffy the Vampire Slayer and, uh, uh, Baney and Sarah, I know you said you wagered 300. No, it was 100. Seriously, just 100. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. On them. Negative, <laughs> negative 100 even. We gained it. Uh, Ian, does. what did you and Ken wager on Sarah and Baney? We wagered 200. Yeah. Okay. Tim? Well, well, both teams wagered exactly how the other team felt about their own abilities. Uh <laughs> Which means both teams lost 100 points despite Yay. how quickly they locked in. We're heading to our fourth and final section with Bainey and Sarah having 1,500, 400 points behind Ken and Ian at 1,900. It's a tight game. We could do it. We could do it. Well, you're going to see all three questions. So. Or I just become belligerent in the background. It's fine. Either way, it's going to be a great <laughs> that is last round. <laughs> um, but... Let's talk about the categories for this one. In section four, we have the other watcher in people. You were not told there would be no math in math and animal tales in science. Oh, I cool. disagree. We were told, we were told that there, there was no going to be no math. Yeah, we were told we didn't need paper I mean, and there'd be no math. Before not, we got here, we were guaranteed there'd be no math in math. Before you got not here, by sorry. by the host, by the scorekeeper. Yeah. Just because you, know? you have co in front of host does not limit your abilities in this game. <laughs> I'm just a scorekeeper. What do I know? <laughs> the questions, Tim. <laughs> now I've got songs from Once More with Feelings stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. I did mention. I did mean to mention that's the actual name of the episode. You're very close, but it's Once More with Feeling. I actually purchased the soundtrack on CD um, and had it in my car for a while. And so I would just be driving around listening to the dulcet tones of, I think this line's mostly filler, which is my favorite line out of that entire episode. So so there's a podcast that was doing an episode by episode rewatch of Buffy called Buffering the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> and they did an episode called Once More with Once More with Feeling. Mm-hmm. And it was an all it like it was a musical podcast mm. about the musical episode. It was mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah, I was just honestly shocked when I was putting together that question to find out that Christoph Beck was on the soundtrack. I was like, he's on everything. <laughs> Who's Christoph Beck? He's a big movie composer. Uh, trying to think, like I knew what he did until you asked me that question. I will. That's the way it goes. Look. As soon as you get asked a question, the answer Oh, vanishes. gross. He did Shazam Fury of the Gods. All right. We're in. Okay. Oh, he did Frozen. He's back on the good side. Um, so we've got our wagers from both teams. So let's get into this last section of questions. In The Other Watcher, which is our people question, Ian, what did you and Ken wager on yourselves? We wagered 100. And... Baney, what did you and Sarah wager on yourselves? You know, I think we also bet 100. Cool. Here's your question. Playing both Wesley Wyndham Price on Buffy and Sandy Rivers on How I Met Your Mother, what actor has been married to Allison Hannigan since 2003? And we are locked. 
Okay, Fanny and Sarah are locked. Ian and Ken, you can talk this one out. Yeah, so I know who Allison Hannigan is. I've seen How I Met Your Mother. I cannot for the life of me think of who this Sandy Rivers character is. Um, I, I don't have anything. Okay, uh, so passing or want to come up with something? I'm going to say Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? <laughs> okay, uh, locking in with Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, and Bainey and Sarah, what did you come up with? Neil Patrick Harris is married to someone who I believe did guest star a bit on uh, How I Met Your Mother. So it's not a bad guest. <laughs> yeah, but th- th- there's one problem with Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris in this question, at least. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Benny and Sarah, what did you say on this one? So we were going a bit back and forth with this person's last name. Yeah. Uh, we were just like, we think it sounds Russian. It's, a bit. And then you were like, it starts with a, a, a D I, and then you know, can't with it. D, and then, uh, yeah, I, and it's some sort of Jimmy Neutron brain blast <laughs> situation. Uh, we went with uh, Denisov. And I couldn't time. remember if it was Alexis or Alexi. I was like, I remember the first name. So we just went with the last name. To- yes, we went with Jeopardy rules of yeah. Denisov. Okay. Uh, final answer. Saying Enjoy. Denisov. And what did you wager on Ian and Ken? We uh, went 300. 300. And Ken, what did you and Ian wager on Bainey and Sarah? It was 100. Okay. So, Yes. Uh, they actually met on the set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and he asked her out, and she said she wouldn't date a coworker. So after he left Buffy, they started dating each other. And then they got married, and then after they were married, he came and guest starred on How I Met Your Mother. Uh, this is Alexis Denisoff, who also played a character known as The Other in Avengers. He's the one that does the voice where Loki's talking to the thing oh. when he's in the Tesseract mode. That's Alexis Denisoff doing the voice. Well, hmm. But he also was a watcher on Buffy, so. I guess she technically didn't date somebody that she was working with then on How I Met Your Mother because she was already married by then. Uh, so, Tim, what did that do to our scores? Well, we have a lead change. Um, oh. Oh. Picking up 400 total points on that round, Bainey and Sarah have now jumped up to a 19 to 1700 lead as Ken and Ian lost 200 on that one. Nice. We're here to make it exciting for your listeners. <laughs> this is nerve wracking. Yeah. Well, thank you for that math, Tim. So question two is you were not told that there would be no math in math. Uh, Bainey and Sarah, what did you wager on yourselves? 300. And Ken and Ian? 300 as well. Okay. Here's your question. So the other day I was talking with my friend about math and we got off topic and started discussing how really the mirror dimension in the Marvel movies just uses a lot of geometry and how if you can do math quickly enough, it's pretty easy to navigate. You really just need to know a lot about radial geometry and trigonometry. It was super interesting. Anyway, I digress. What trigonometric function is also defined as a straight line that touches a curve at any one point? Um, We're locked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kennedy and are locked. Bainey and Sarah, you can talk it out. Uh, Got to be a tangent. Yeah, like the one you just went on. That's really good. That's that's nice. I love trivia, like with hints like that. It's really good. 
I'm sorry. I'm just very happy about that. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, on to, uh, yep. That is definitely on a curve. Straight mm -hmm. line. That's definitely a tangent. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to a tangent. And Ken, what did y'all say? Um, we also went with tangent. Um, as soon as you talk about a line touching the curve at only one point, that's the definition for tangent, which okay. just happens to be a trigonometric function. And another word for a digression. I'm not going to lie. This is my favorite trivia question I have ever written in my life. And really I'm good. so happy to get to run it for y'all. Uh, it is, in fact, tangent. Ken and Ian, what's your wager on Thabini and Sarah? We wagered 300. Okay. And Thabini and Sarah, what'd you wager on Ken and Ian? If, if Ken just proved, I, I typed in the chat, these guys seem like they know their STEM stuff. So we majored, we majored 100. Okay. And that means that at the, uh, as we head into the final question of the, the first half, Bainey and Sarah have a 2100 to 1700 lead. It is still anybody's game. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so that leads us to a question about animal tales, which is in science. Ian and Ken, what did you wager on yourselves here? We wagered 200. 200? And Bainey, what did you wager uh, for you and Sarah? We also wagered 200. Perfect. So here's your question. Also a Eugene Ionesco literary title, a collective of what animal is referred to as a crash? No word on whether the animals sort themselves into Haggis or Cronenberg subgroupings. I'm going to have to see that question. Yeah. Okay, we're locked. Okay. Uh, Beatty and Sarah, you can talk this out. I, I've gotten on a diversion about what the last clue was, and I think you're just cluing to people who directed the movies called Crash, and it has nothing to do with ints towards the animal. Yeah. Or written them. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> we went on that type of uh, tangent. Hey, callback. Uh, and then uh, I was just trying to think of what Cronenberg movies I know, but um, yeah, we we threw out one animal that it could possibly be. Oh, I say we. Sarah threw out one animal that it could possibly be, and I have no other guess. Uh, so she threw out uh, rhinos. Yeah, I, rhinos. I I think this is just one of those things that somewhere along the line I learned like random collective nouns for animals and i think it's a crash of rhinos rhinoceroses but i don't know what the plural is actually is so yeah well we're gonna lock in with rhinoceroses yeah okay with rhinoceroses uh ken and ian what did you come up with <laughs> yeah haggis is sheep's bladder right so that's all we had to go on and so we said sheep okay and what did you wager on baney and sarah 200. And Sarah, what did y'all wager on Ken and Ian? 200. Okay. Uh, so Sarah was absolutely right. I was just talking about the two directors that directed the movies called Crash. Um, but yes, Eugene Ionesco wrote a play called Rhinoceros. So this is Rhinoceros, this is, this is, this is, or Rhinoceri, I believe is the technical oh. plural. Um, I know how much uh, trivia people love animal subgrouping or animal grouping, so I'm sure we'll hear something about that. But why don't we hear from Tim? So we have reached the end of the first half, and with a strong final section showing, Bainey and Sarah have won the team matchup with 2,500 
to 1300, which brings us to the end of the first half. Uh, which means we have reached the end of the road for Ken and Ian. Uh, Ian, I think you said you are sticking around. Ken, you have to take off. And that means heading into round two, we will have Bainey versus Sarah. And we'll start round two right after these messages. Hey, trivia lovers. Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. So heading into round two, we've got Bainey versus Sarah. We've split the points they earned in the first round. And because I don't feel like doing math, Tim, tell them how many points they're starting with. Yeah, so uh, they technically earned 2,500 points as a team. We split that to 1,250. And for numbers sake, we rounded up. So both Bainey and Sarah are going to start with 1,300 points each. Perfect. So you're going in with 1,300 points. As a reminder to our listeners, the second round works the same as the first with one key difference. When one player locks in, the only player, the other player only has 30 seconds to get their answer locked in. They can then talk it out. They can take that entire 30 seconds. They can throw their hands up in the air and scream to the heavens. Uh, we don't monitor what they do in that 30 seconds, but there's only 30 of them. So... Otherwise, it works exactly the same. So let's talk about our categories, and then players will send him their wagers. Your categories for this section are a horse is a horse, question mark, in science, head over heels, or is that head over hills, in sports, and in other works, in art. Go ahead and send him your wagers. And both players are locked in with their wagers. Perfect. What? Havoc can I wreak? Uh, so, Sarah, what did you wager on your ability on the first question in A Horse is a Horse in Science? I didn't necessarily like any of these, but I feel slightly more confident in science, so I went with 300. Okay. And Bainey? Uh, for this one, because of horses, and I just, like, in regards to the animal sides of science, uh, I went with 200. Okay. Uh, so your question in, is a horse. A horse is a horse, which is our science question. While today, Charlie horse is used to describe any involuntary cramp of the legs or feet, it formerly referred to a contusion of which muscle group? While unrelated to the name, it would be a logical place to find a contusion if you had been riding a horse. So, Ian, what do you know about horses? I probably know more than the average person, uh, considering my spouse uh, rides horses quite often. Uh, we have two of them, in fact. Um, but I do not ride them. So I know everything vicar uh, vicariously through them. I am locked in, by the way. Okay. Bainey's locked. Sarah, you have 30 seconds. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure it's like leg, leg groups. Muscle group is cueing me towards quads because I know it's called quads because there's like four muscles in there but I'm like I feel like it's your calf but your calf might just be one muscle but I only have 30 seconds so I'm going to say quads because I know that's like because it's like four muscles and we're going to go with quads okay 
uh, Sarah saying quads. Bainey, what did you say? I went in the same type of thing. It's There's four muscles specifically. It's around the thighs and everything like that on the, uh, the front and sides of the leg. So I also went with the quads. Okay. And what did you wager on Sarah, Bainey? I wagered 100 because of how well they were doing in our science categories. And Sarah, what did you wager on Bainey? Uh, 200. Okay. Well, both teams are picking up credit on this one because the Charlie horse was originally used to name a contusion on the quadriceps, also acceptable quads, quadriceps femoris, or the quadriceps extensor. I would have taken any of those answers. Fittingly, there were four possible answers that I would have taken. And both teams will pick up, or both players will pick up 100 points on this one, bringing our scores to 1,400 to 1,400. Excellent. Question two, head over heels, or is that head over hills? Our sports question. Bainey, what did you wager on your ability here? I went 300. And Sarah, what did you wager on your ability? Oh, 100. Luckily, there wasn't a lot of sports in the first round, so we didn't get to hear how bad I think I am at sports. So I went with 100. Well, we'll see how you fare on this one. Though officially canceled in 2010 due to safety concerns, informal races down Cooper's Hill in Gloucestershire, England, have been held annually seemingly for centuries. Participants race down the hill trying to catch or beat replica wheels of what to the finish line? The real wheel is usually awarded to the winner as a prize, but traditionally everyone enjoys a bit of that prize. Locked in. Oh. Baby, you have 30 seconds. Oh, this sucks. Oh, God. Uh, I got to read the question again. Going off of this and Gloucestershire and everything, I'm going to say a tractor wheel. Okay. Saying a tractor wheel. Sarah, what'd you say? You locked in instantly. It is a wheel of cheese. Uh, Ian, you look like you had a a heavy reaction to this one. (laughs) I did. There is an excellent documentary on Netflix uh, called We Are the Champions. I think that's the title of it. And it goes into little documentary segments about all these crazy sports in the world. And that is on the first episode. It is absolutely hilarious. Amazing. Sarah, what you racing it's mostly like praying you don't die of a concussion as you like fall down a hill well i'm not coordinated enough to do that (laughs) sarah what did you wager on baney here 100 and baney would you wager on sarah 300 and uh you looked a little bit regretful there uh sarah is absolutely correct this is a wheel of cheese specifically a double gloucester cheese but it is a wheel of cheese and as Sarah pointed out, concussions happen. In fact, the last the champion from last year doesn't remember winning. I remember seeing that recently in like an article. I don't um, know sports, but I know weird competitions. So coming out of the sports question, we had a big swing here as Bainey lost a whopping 600 points on the question, while Sarah did pick up 200. Sarah is now doubled up. It is 1,600 to Bainey's 800 as we head to question number three. Oh, so this one is called In Other Works, which is our art question. Sarah, what did you wager on yourself here? 200. And Bainey, what did you wager on yourself here? 100. Your question. Though primarily known for her self-portraits, what magic realist and Mexicayotl artist also painted works like Tray with Puppies, Sitting Girl with Duck, and The Bus? Locked. 
I'm locked too. Okay. Well, Sarah locked first. So Beatty, why don't you tell me what you came up with? The the first when I hear Me- Mexicayotl artist, the when you hear Mexican artist, you think of two names. Um, uh, you think of Dali, and you think of Frida Kahlo. And so I went with the latter in this case. So I said Frida Kahlo. Okay. And Sarah, what'd you say? I also went with Frida Kahlo because same same flavor text, self-portrait Mexican woman artist. I just want to point out that Dali was Spanish. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> this is why I did 100. I'm not, a, I'm not an art critic. I am a 25-year-old dude in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we have an episode title. I'm not an art critic. I'm a 25-year-old dude in South Carolina. <laughs> That is a leading contender. Yeah. Uh, so, Sarah, what did you wager on, Bainey? 300. And Bainey, what did you, you wager on, Sarah? 200. Yan, what did you wager on your imaginary points? I wagered 5,000. Amazing. He's in uh, the lead. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely more known for her self-portraits. Uh, this was Frida Kahlo, who was married to Diego Rivera, who I think mm. is who you were thinking of when you said yeah. Dali. Uh, but yes, so she painted Trey with puppies. <laughs> I just thought that was an amazing Love title. Uh, so yeah. both teams getting that one right. But Tim, that means nothing. What did the points say? Uh, both teams did get this one right, and both teams lost 100 points. It's 1,500 to 700 in favor of Sarah. Damn it. <laughs> well... You do get to see the, you get to do get to hear the next categories. That's true. So here they are. They are a proper cuppa in food and drink, a tenement of crows in television, and let's get modern lit in literature. And Brittany, if you need a, another Salvador Dali, well, a Salvador Dali question, considering the last one had nothing to do with him. Um, he did the logo for a line of lollipops called Chupa Chups. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. He, he's done a lot. Yeah. It's surreal how much Dolly has done. Ha. Ah, ah, ha. I get it. That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> it's worth no points, but I like that you appreciate my puns. Tim controls the scores. I, I have nothing to do with this. I'm just going to blame Tim for everything. Most people do. I am locked in with my scores. I am also locked in. Cool. So, in a proper cuppa, which is our food and drink question, Bainey, what did you wager on yourself? 200. And Sarah, what did you wager on yourself? 300. Okay. Surprisingly originating in America, what common tea was first blended by Richard Davies, who mixed Kongu, Pico, and Pochong teas, but no beans or sausage? Locked in. Sarah's locked. Baby, you have 30 seconds. Okay. No beans or sausage. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming that we blood sausage then. This is going to be English breakfast tea. I'm going to oh. lock in with that. Okay. And Sarah, what did you lock in with? I, I like tea. So I also was pretty confident and I locked in with English breakfast. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I would also want to point out before we do that, uh, my fiance has a coffee and tea podcast, and she'd be very irate <laughs> if I didn't get this one correct. Go ahead and plug it. Yeah. That is, uh, it is Cream and Sugar with Julia and Allie, wherever podcasts are available. Perfect. 
Uh, Sarah, what'd you wager on Bainey here? 200. And Bainey, what'd you wager on Sarah? 100. Ian, did you know this one? I did. Uh, English breakfasts are known for their sausage and beans. They are indeed. This is, in fact, English breakfast tea, which originated in America. Um, so, Tim, what did I do? Yeah, so uh, both the teams team. get their 100 points right back. It is still 1,600 to 1,800. Bainey does trail at the moment. Well, let's see what happens here. Uh, our next question is a 10 minute of crows in television. Sarah, what did you wager on your own ability here? 200. And Bainey, what did you wager on yours? 100. Okay. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez play neighbors who bond over their love of the true crime podcast, All Is Not Okay, in Oklahoma, in what TV show? The third season of the show has been ordered by Hulu and is expected to feature the talents of Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd. I'm going to lock in. Bainey's locked in. Sarah, you have 30 seconds. I'm, I, maybe because I haven't watched it as enough, like, I, I guess I'm being thrown by the title of this because um, I thought it was only Murders in the Building and I thought that's what they called their thing, their podcast. Um, but I can't think of anything else. So I'm going to go with only Murders in the Building. Okay. And Bainey, what would you go with? Yeah, the, the title of the show is Only Murders in the Building. Uh, I, I remember seeing all the trailers when oh. it came out. I haven't come across it yet. Um, but uh, I'm a going to assume that since there's murders in the building, they say all is not okay in Oklahoma on the show. I, I uh, no, I know what it is now. I, I was thinking too fast. They bond over their love of it because it's the fake podcast based on serial where Tina Fey is the, the fake uh, Sarah Keening in it. And yeah, I mean, I'm confident in my answer still, but uh, now I know where my confusion was. All right. Well, Bainey, what'd you wager on Sarah? 300. <laughs> Sarah, what'd you wager on Bainey? 100. Uh, well, Sarah figured it out. And uh, when I ran this question by my live teams a couple days ago, there was a pair question asking about Tina Fey, or that mentioned, it was about Sarah Koenig, and it mentioned Tina Fey's character, Cinda Canning, in the show. Uh, it is the podcast that's the fake serial, and it is the, on the show Only Murders in the Building, which is why it's a tenement of crows. <laughs> That's a delight. Oh, I see it now. <laughs> um, so uh, Tim, both both teams got it right. Yeah, that was uh that that's rough for Bainey here because Bainey is going to lose two hundred points. He'll drop to six hundred. Uh, Sarah gained a hundred points here and is at seventeen hundred as we head to question three in the round in the section. In this section. Question three is let's get modern lit because kids say let's get lit. So let's get modern lit in literature. Bainey, what did you wager on yourself here? 300. And Sarah, what'd you wager on yourself here? 100. Okay. What suspense author and bassist of the Rock Bottom Remainders wrote the Lou Bolt series, the Walt Fleming series, and the Diary of Ellen Rimbauer, which was written under the pen name Joyce Reardon, PhD? The author was also the first American to receive the Raymond Chandler Fulbright Fellowship at Oxford. I feel like there was a drastic jump in difficulty from number two to number three. <laughs> it depends on what your areas of interest are, Tim. Yeah, I think I've got this one. It's pretty quick for me, so. I called dibs on the on the phone, a friend. <laughs> different people, <laughs> different people know different things. 
Mm-hmm. I think I'm reading different stuff, I think. <laughs> what do we do if we just sit here silently for 20 minutes? Usually I will. Yeah, we, we will prompt you for answers after five. Okay. okay. And I get to read the Wikipedia entry for some of this stuff. Can you can you share? Share your screen. It's fine. Do that on here, right? Now, if you take too long, we give all your points to Ian and get him back in the game. Ooh, Just yes. kidding. That is not an official rule. <laughs> I'd be doing a lot better than I did in that last round. That's always how it goes. That's what everyone says when they stick around for the second half. They're always like, oh, I know that one. Or you you murderous locked traitorous in. villain. Oh, Sarah's locked in. Uh, Bainey, you got 30 seconds. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Trying to think. I'm just suspense authors right now. This is going to be a wash. I got nothing. Nothing's coming to mind. I sadly have to pass on this. I'm going to pass. Okay, passing. Sarah, what'd you come up with? Oh, yeah, I have no idea. That lock was purely a defensive move to try and get the situation. Um, Clever. I forgot about it until I forgot. I was like, oh, wait, this is a thing I can do. Um, I went with a Lucky Johnson. Okay. Uh, I've pulled that exact move, Sarah. I've heard, the thing is, I've heard of this band before, but I this is not a genre I read a lot, so I, I don't know the authors associated with it. I know well, nothing about this band or yeah. these book series. Uh, Sarah, what'd you wager on Bainey here? 300. And Bainey, what'd you wager on Sarah? 200. Uh, Ian, what, what's the answer here? I'm not, I'm not certain I know the, the, the name of the author, but I know the band and they're, they're made of, uh, made up of a ton of authors. Um, I was just looking at the Wikipedia page and it, it surprises me how many there are. I didn't think there are quite that many. I know Dave Barry's in the band, but I don't think he wrote any suspense. Um, The only other person I can think of off the top of my head is Stephen King. Okay. Uh, Well, in a rare triple stumper in a two-player game, uh, this is (laughs) Ridley Pearson, probably best known for his Kingdom Keeper series that is for children. I know nothing of this. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I've heard, I think I think that through the Stephen King connection is where I've heard of the band before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I learned earlier today that band. Stephen King oh, was no, in random this band stuff. Great. Like, mm-hmm. like, like this band has Stephen King, Amy Tan, uh, Mitch doing? Album, Matt Groening. I like honorary member Maya Angelou. Right. Wow. And so Barbara, Barbara Kingsolver. Look at that. That's a tie I didn't even know existed. Oh, yeah. So I mean, I totally knew because I'm a professional. Matt Groening is in this. This is wow. a fascinating TIL. Yeah, that's happening live in this moment. But what I need to IL is the points that just happened. Well, the uh, the gambit. We we need to come up with a name for that gambit, uh, where you know that it is beneficial to lock in with a wrong answer because you get even more points by forcing your opponent to get a wrong answer. The calorie um, crash. I like it. I was going to put forth the space Hollow Knight maneuver because that's what I used to uh, on yes. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll come up with an official name for it, but it paid off for Sarah who picks up 200 points by locking Bainey into a wrong answer and Bainey's going to lose 100 it is 1900 to 500 as we head into section 3 of round 2 anything can happen 
it, it really can. This game is insane, and we the people who develop it are crazy. So, yeah. It feels like a war of attrition on my front, but yeah. that's about it. <laughs> it's time for well, the all sports and music by lyrics round. <laughs> well, interestingly, you said, no, um, here's, here's what the next categories are. In this section, we have sweet treats in games, sing along if you know the words in geography, and look, it really makes more sense in reverse in language. Our wages are locked in. Cool. So let's see what happens here in Sweet Treats, our games question. Sarah, what'd you wager on yourself here? I really wasn't sure where to go with this round. I just went 100 to start. Okay, and Bainey, for yourself? I'm going big or going home. I'm going 300 right off the bat. All right, going big or going home. Let's see how that plays off. Plays out? Plays out, yeah. <laughs> plays out because it's a games question. That was unintentional. Uh, this isn't. Ruling a castle, a forest, or a lagoon throughout various versions, who is the villain of the board game Candyland? He has pets named Spydra, Buzzy, and Crockett, and like a true villain, wears a mostly black outfit and a dramatic cape. Locked in. Baney's locked in. Sarah. I mean, it's the goddamn licorice dude. I knew. I knew this was going to be a specifics of Candyland, which is sitting upstairs. I have a five-year-old, and we have Candyland, and it's this stupid licorice guy. And I, this is why I did 100, because I was like, I'm just calling him Count Licorice and calling it a day. <laughs> Count Licorice and calling it a day. Bainey, what'd you come up with? So Candyland likes alliteration. Um, this is Lord Licorice. <sighs> and uh, Bainey, what'd you wager on, on Sarah here? Going big or going home. I went 300. Sarah, what'd you wager on Bainey? Just mid 200. Okay. Um. Well, that took a swing, I'm pretty sure. But this is absolutely Lord Licorice. I personally think Licorice is disgusting. But you know who loves it? Jay Borsum, who, uh, through her LK Live game, inspired this question because she asked a similar one. And I was like, there's a villain in Candyland? Um, <laughs> this is why I knew it was Candyland. I just listened to your episode, too. And, and they went on a tangent. She went on a tangent about, like... <laughs> never getting so much like hatred about the like intricacies of Candyland rules. I was like, I play that stupid game, but I mostly like don't pay attention because you don't have to pay attention. So but, I haven't played uh, that game. Lord in, like, Licorice is one hundred percent correct. Oh, so, sorry. Go ahead, Ian. So I haven't played that game in like forty years. So I completely forgot the the rules for Jay's question. Mm -hmm. But as far as I understand it the game is entirely luck. Like you <laughs> just draw cards and that's what you do is whatever's on the card. And the other, the other day I was, uh, I wanted, um, I was looking for strategy guides for something or other on YouTube and somebody's put together a strategy guide. For Andy <laughs> Counting it's cards. <laughs> I, I admit I have had to like stack the deck a little to avoid a tantrum from my kid playing this. Like <laughs> Well, the newest edition of the game doesn't even have cards anymore. It has a wheel. Like, all the options are the same, but you spin a wheel. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Because, like, my, my kids are not that old in ours is cards. Mm. 
Oh, yeah, it's like the so it's strange. It's like the 2014 edition. I don't know. It was one of the most recent editions. No, because we were 20. We weren't 20. I'm yeah. just no. Now I'm just one. I'm just curious about this this subset of of my childhood. Huh. Maybe you were paying so little attention that it actually was a wheel the whole time. <laughs> it's entirely and... <laughs> possible. It's so yeah. boring. It's so uh, but let's spin the wheel on our uh, math thingy here and find out how many points Candyland was worth in Lord Licorice. So we had a massive swing on this one with a 900 point total swing. Bainey picks up 600 while Sarah loses 300. We have a game, ladies and gentlemen. It is now Bainey with 1100, Sarah with 600. Are you not entertained, audience? Wow. I came here to make a great podcast, damn it. And before we go into the next question, I would like to just go ahead and shout out the uh, World Trivia Federation run by Jay Borsum, which is yes. what we were all talking about the Candyland question from. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. If you're interested in joining, check out her Patreon at patreon.com slash liquid courage. Courage is spelled with a K. Because Some, Somebody remind me, did I leave that rant in on episode two? You did. Oh, yes. Okay. Which That's where I heard it recently. <laughs> I feel like I was primed for this question and I knew I don't pay enough attention to know the answer. <laughs> well, I'm actually one of the more recent members of the World Trade Federation. And it is a blast. It is definitely worth joining. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great community, great people. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. And you uh, can use promo code Frenemy to get absolutely nothing off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real frenemy of the ad space, Tim. You pay um, more. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can get access for as low as $2 a month, but it's it's worth so much more than that. Um, but it's, it's a steal, really. Uh, speaking of stealing, there were some points stolen there. That's not how this game works. It's just all against the house. You stole points from me. I'm angry. Let's do the next question. Sing along if you know the words in geography. Bainey, what'd you wager on yourself here? I went 100. And Sarah, what'd you do here? 300. Okay. Your question. What North African capital city takes its name from from the Greek for three cities? Those cities were Leptis Magna, Ea, and Sabratha. Locked in. Sarah's locked. Uh, Bainey, you got 30 seconds. Greek for three. I have to go back to learning Greek origins and stuff. Specifically, cities, I think, is should be Opolis um, in North Africa. I'm, I'm just not good with countries and their capitals. Cairo. I'll go uh, Triopolis. Uh, oh, wait. Tripoli. Tripoli. I'll go Tripoli. Okay. Well, you got it in before the 30 seconds was up. Oh. So, locking with Tripoli. Sarah, what'd you lock in with? Um, do we need to give our points? Yeah, I ask you after you tell me what oh, you okay. locked in with. Okay, I'll lock in I'm changing your game. I'll, I'll nail this by the end I of the game. I also locked in with Tripoli. Okay, and how much did you wager on Bainey? I I thought this was going to be like a Constantinople thing, and I was like, that man seems to like comedy music. I only wagered 100. And Bainey, what'd you wager on Sarah here? I also wagered 100. Okay, well, uh, anybody have a guess at what the song in question is? <laughs> Tim? <laughs> From the halls of Montezuma <laughs> to the shores of Tripoli. This was not the song I thought it was. Okay. Um, yeah, the it's uh, Tripoli from, from three cities. 
Tripolis. Uh, you were right there with the Opolis. And I was going to be so sad if you Oh, I was, I was going to go down. You were like, Triopolis. Oh, Tripoli. <laughs> so it's very fun it, to see realization. The, the click of however remaining brain cells I have after drinking four <laughs> six pack is oh my God, insane. Um, but we're, we're, we're getting there. Yeah, uh, both teams are right. It was Tripoli. Tim? Yeah, uh, Bainey had a push here, uh, losing 100 but gaining and gaining 100. Uh, Sarah, on the other hand, gained 200 here. It is 1,800 to 1,100 as we head into the final question of this section. Which means you're going to hear the categories for section the last. Um, but before we get to that, let's do this one. Look, it really makes more sense in reverse in language. Sarah, what did you wager on yourself here? 200. And Bainey? I also did 200. Cool. While both sound like they could be better matched with the other's definition, fight me, what two words respectively mean a house of ill repute from an old English word meaning degenerate and a deep, bold, long-handled spoon from an old English word meaning load? Give both words in the respective order. Can you put the question in the Zencaster chat? Yeah. Can you do that, Tim? I'm going to lock in. Bainey's locked in. Sarah, you have 30 seconds. I'm, I'm trying to parse this whether it's supposed to be like two words that sound the same. Um, I'm going to go with brothel and ladle. Oh, brothel if it's like a long hat, like a soup spoon. I'm going to go with brothel and ladle. This is making more sense now that I think about it. So, yeah, brothel and ladle. <laughs> Getting laid. I get it. I'm slow on the uptake, but I get it. I'm brothel and ladle. I feel real good. And Bainey, what you lock in with? Yeah, so it's a ladle because you're getting laid, and it's a brothel so that you can get the broth out of the dish. It's uh, in order, it's brothel and ladle. Okay, and Bainey, what'd you wager on Sarah? 200 there. And Sarah, what'd you wager on Bainey? 300. And um, yeah, this question is totally inspired by until probably way too late in my life, I thought these were the opposite words because you use a brothel to get soup. This is amazing. No, um, this, no, this, is, this is an amazing question. I know you said you were like most proud of your question earlier. <laughs> Fabulous. Oh, I love this one too. Watching all of the clicks in Sarah's <laughs> I, head. Okay. She's like, I think this is brothel, which means it gets. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so, when I, okay, in high school, when, uh, what is it, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket by Blink-182 came out, like, months later, I'm hanging out with my, like, high school boyfriend, and all of a sudden I go, oh, wait, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, I get it, this is, like, four months after the album comes out. Well, so amazingly, <laughs> both teams, you gave them in the correct order, and I, fight me, they make more sense in reverse. Uh, this is brothel and ladle. And we are heading into our final section of questions with Sarah at 1700. She lost a hundred points there. Uh, Bainey pushed. So it's a 1700 to 1100 game. There we oh go. My gosh. <laughs> it's, it's intense. Uh, it all comes down to these last three questions. And I thought Drew's game had big swings. Yeah, we, we, yeah. we built a much yeah. bigger swing mm -hmm. into our game. Yeah. Um, so your final three categories are on Carly Rae Jepsen's bookshelf in literature, drop it like it's hot in history, 
And she's got a reputation for a reason in music. It's 11 o'clock at night and my blood pressure is very high. (laughs) Y'all are, this is, y'all are giving this a great suspense level for our audience. I'm all about creating a good narrative. And our wagers are locked in, Brittany. Our first question on Carly Rae Jepsen's bookshelf in literature. Bainey, what did you wager on yourself here? I said 100. And Sarah, what did you say on yourself? I also said 100. Okay. Identify the character clued in the following parody. Hey, I just met you. Written by Melville. I narrate whale hunts, so call me what? Locked in. Sarah's locked. I'm <laughs> locked too. Damn it. Beat me to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to type it out to, t- to Tim. I know. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is definitely uh, the, the first line of the book, Moby Dick. This is Call Me Ishmael. Uh, and Sarah? I, I think it hit me after I locked in with my wager where you might be going with this. And I was like, I wish I would have wagered differently. And I also said Ishmael. Uh, Ian, do you know this one? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I thought Tim didn't get to have all the fun with singing on our apparently musical episode of this podcast. Uh, yeah. So call me Ishmael. Uh, Ishmael is correct. <laughs> and yes, it is the opening line to Moby Dick. And both teams are going to lose 100 points here. It is, <laughs> right. still, it is still a 600-point game with Bainey with having 1,000 and Sarah having 1,600. So, Tim, since I'm a hack and a fraud and forgot to ask, how much did they wager on each other on that one? Uh, sorry, they both put they both wagered 200 on each other. Cool. I just thought, thought I'd have Tim give that for once. Uh, so let's see if I can nail this format by the end of this episode. You're doing excellent. Thanks. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Excellently. Thank you. Um, so in question two, this one is drop it like it's hot in history. Sarah, what'd you wager on yourself? 300. And Bainey? 200. Okay. Ergotamine, a fungal product which is structurally similar in nature to LSD, is one of the leading explanations for the mass hysteria surrounding events like the Salem Witch Trials in 1692 and a plague which caused 50 to 400 deaths in Alsace in 1518 after Frau Trophea began to do what for days on end? While the exact cause is still unknown, the event inspired the 2022 song Choreomania by Florence and the Machine. Locked in. Sarah's locked. Bainey? Okay. You got 30 seconds. Thank you. Fungal product. The plague. The frown. Trophy do what? For, day, for days on end, I'm going to... Hmm, I'm just going to assume that he ate these. That 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 is the only thing I can think there. So I'm going to say uh, digested these mushrooms. Okay. And Sarah, you locked in very quickly. Was it a calorie crash? No. I think there is something called the dancing plague. So to, she danced for days on ends and a bunch of people danced and then died from like exhaustion and no one knows why. And Ian, you're nodding your head along. Thoughts? Yeah, Bainey was was looking at the wrong part of the question. Mm-hmm. You choreo, said choreo something at the end oh. as in choreography. It's dancing. Okay. Sarah, what'd you wager on Bainey here? Well, technically, according to my typo, I put 30, but 300. <laughs> and Bainey, what'd you wager on Sarah? 100. Okay, Tim. 
So you remember that wild swing that put Bainey back in the game a little while ago? We're going back down. Let's go. We had that exact same thing happen in reverse. Sarah picked up 600 points in this question while Bainey lost 300. It's another 900 point swing. We enter the final question of the night with Sarah having 2,200 and Bainey with 700. Okay. Well, here's our last question of the game. She's got a reputation for a reason in music. Bainey, what'd you wager on yourself? 300. Sarah, what'd you wager on yourself? 200. Cool. While she has had 27 singles hit the top 10, Taylor Swift has only had eight songs hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Name her first and most recent numbers one as of June 9th of this year. The two songs were released 10 years apart, and while the most recent hit is a one-word title, the first one is way longer. Ian, are you throwing your hands up because you know it or because you don't? I do not know this at all. You're not a closet Swifty? No. An amazing Unless artist. it came out before 1980. I locked in. Know it. Sarah locked in. Bainey, you got 30 seconds. I'm trying to think. It's 10 years apart. I'm trying to think what Taylor's version album came out recently. Um, it's recent. It's a one word title. This has been a hell of a game. I'm just going to say that out right first. But oh, call it 10 seconds. Recent. Um, more often. Um, you need to lock in. I'm going to go with red just red outright okay um and sarah uh yeah this was totally me being like i don't know and i could sit here forever and do it i'm just gonna make this a quick and dirty end uh, i put romeo and juliet song which is the oldest song i know by her and one of two songs i can sing by taylor swift and the song it's, it's all hyphenated to make it be one word of not about the racist matt healy <laughs> um i almost want to give you credit for that one uh, but you know, spoilers, I think, you know, that's not right. But what'd you wager on Bainey here? Good question. I don't know where my wagers went. Where Since is it? 100. <laughs> I did wager 100. And uh, Bainey, what'd you wager on Sarah? 300. Okay. Well, her first number one hit was we are never, ever getting back together. It's oh. surprising. Yes. But that's the first one that hit number one. Love Story, which is the one you were referencing, oh, yeah. Sarah, hit number four. Oh. And her most recent number one hit as of the closing last Friday on June 9th uh, was Antihero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, last week when the charts closed, Karma was at number two. So that answer could be different tomorrow. Uh, but for our listeners, we are recording this as of June 15th, 2023, and I'm still right. So... Um, <laughs> But unfortunately, our players were not. So, Tim, what does that mean in the end? All right. So, Bainey pushed 300 points on that one. (laughs) He will finish the game with 700. Sarah lost 100 on this one, but she's going to finish the game with a whopping 2,100 points. Wow. So that does mean we've reached the end of our game. And Sarah, you are our best frenemy for this week. Sarah, before you go... We want to give you a chance to plug anything that you want to plug. 
Oh, God, I knew this was coming and still didn't think about what to plug this week. Um, We are uh, filming, taping this during June, which is Pride Month. Um, So please look for either national or local LGBTQ plus organizations. Donate time, donate money, fly a pride flag, do what you can to show this community who is getting way too much flack and hatred and honestly violence towards them right now that they are just as valid and truthfully more valid than the people who think they're subhuman. Fuck those people. Support the LGBTQ plus community. I couldn't have said that better myself. Uh, We here at Frenemy Trivia stan everyone in the LGBTQIA plus community. We are all members of the mafia in some way or another and just happy Pride Month. Um, it's a weird transition, but our runner-up is Bainey. Uh, Bainey, we'd like to give you the same opportunity to plug anything you would like to plug. Awesome. Yeah, trans rights are human rights. Um, and then from there, uh, I I feel a bit selfish now, but uh, I'm going to plug uh, some of my own stuff. Uh, I am a Twitch streamer. Uh, I stream somewhat regularly. Uh, Tim followed me after uh, <laughs> a little bit too. So I appreciated that. Uh, you can follow me at Baney boy. That's B A N E Y B O I I on Twitch. Uh, when this comes out, I think I timed it right. Uh, we just finished a 12 hour stream for hitting a celebratory 200 followers on Twitch. And that is something I promised my community. And then also I run a podcast with my fiance called learn the ropes where I teach her everything I can about pro wrestling. And it is a fun time in the world of wrestling right now. We're about to have a huge cross-promotional pay-per-view called Forbidden Door, which is two big companies in the world of wrestling are actually going to be on the same event. And so it's a great, great time. If you know nothing about wrestling or if you need a refresher, definitely recommend that. You can find us on wherever podcasts are available, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on Google. I think we're on Overcast. I'm not sure. But we're all over the place. Well... That's awesome. And I will let you know, I know nothing about wrestling. So maybe I'll tune in. Uh, I did just follow you on Twitch. Uh, Ian, you have a chance to plug anything you would like to plug as well. Yeah, I don't know how to follow up Sarah's uh, with anything more uh, meaningful about uh, Pride Month. Um, So I'll go with my old standby of support your local animal shelters. it, it, you know, there are plenty of dogs and cats in, in, that are in shelters in need of a home, and you can give them one. That is an amazing thing to plug, and we thank you for sticking around and hanging out with us in round two. And Ken, if there's anything you want to plug or shout out? I'd love to. I direct the Robinson Planetarium and Science Center, which is down in Lumberton, North Carolina. Uh, we're doing, we're working out of an inflatable dome right now, so we have Uh, space for small groups if you want to call come in Um, our number is 910-671-6000 and then you have to dial extension 3382 to get to me and set up a time to come in and we'll be more than happy to have you we're open all summer and you know we'll find a time for you to come in and bring your family bring whoever you're your friends we're also a blue star museum which means that military and their families and veterans and retired military all get in for free no matter what so um yeah feel free to come on down especially if you're a member of our military community as i too am a veteran so i honor that deeply so come on down and um 
thank you very much. Of course, that sounds awesome. And always down to support local planetariums. That will do it here for us at Frenemy Trivia. Make sure to follow us at Frenemy Trivia on Twitter and Instagram. You can find our sister shows, The Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology, on your favorite podcast app or your least favorite podcast app. We're there, too. Join our Discord, ptevb.com slash Discord, or support us at, on Patreon at patreon.com slash ptevb. If you can't swing it, we completely understand. Times are tough, and you can still support us by subscribing and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app and your least favorite podcast app. We're there, too. For Fernie Trivia, I've been Brittany. I've been Tim. I've been Bainey. I've been Sarah. I've been Ian. And I'm Ken. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.